and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of a bloody win in Paris, not since 1999, second away victory of the Six Nations. And if we had got one more conversion against Wales, a bloody win of the whole tournament. Yeah. What a night. My, oh. my voice is still recovering from I it. Can, I can hear that. I can very much hear that. Uh, it was incredible. It's not mic too loud, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Either that or you're too close to it. I'll just do this. I'm not going to be this animated, although we are doing, this is a big, I guess then just before we do, big we'll do a quick, episode. we'll do a quick, we'll do a quick rugby review for those rugby fans. Cause I know there is a few. Yeah. These. There's loads of them. There's loads of them. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard it said that the most interesting chat is our on our chat. podcast is our rugby chat. I've heard that from, <laughs> I've heard that from people related to me. Fantastic. Well, we could, we'll do, we can do a quick summary of the competition. We'll do a quick five minutes on that. And then we're going to get in Alex this week. We have the long-awaited Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I'm so excited to get into. Oh, we yeah. have episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We have the first trailer from uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. We've Absolutely. got announcements. We've got press releases. We've got everything this week. We, what more What more do you bloody want? We've got numbers There's nothing from else. King nothing Kong else to and, give. King Kong and Godzilla's just released. It's cracked it out in China. Uh, I, I'm so excited to get into all the different little bitties this week. Oh, but, yeah. But yeah, what's what's your thoughts, mate, on, on, on the victory that that was uh bestowed upon us last night at the oh, hands of absolutely bestowed upon us absolutely bestowed upon us because in many many ways because at so many points in the match you were like scotland deserved to win it match. ebbed and flowed like really, nothing really i've ever seen it was a pendulum for so much and i was saying this to you when we phoned there was a couple of points so at the 30 minute mark the the scrum that that france won the turnover ball it, it was amazing. You could pinpoint it, and everyone on the field knew that's when the the the, the pendulum swung from from Scotland to France, and then that followed by the yellow card. And obviously, everyone knew that the first ten minutes, if Scotland were able to hold off France, you know, they got a try, they didn't convert it, so five points. Hey, look, that's that's not the end of the world, but it's a definitely a momentum builder. But then when they were able to hold them off, and Stuart Hogg came back on. The pen, the pendulum swung back towards Scotland, and then they had a great, a great. My heart couldn't play. take it. Oh, my my heart could not take it. It was, it was, it, it had everything in it. It had everything you want out of a game of rugby, including stupid red cards that I'm furious about. Oh, the, no, not not furious in that it shouldn't have been given, but just like oh. Yeah. That's kind of embarrassing to have a, ta a talisman Scottish player just completely shove their arm into somebody's throat. That's great. Well, Good. you know, it's Thanks, it's it's not indicative of the style of of player that uh, the British Isles has. I mean, definitely, there's another player that springs to mind that doesn't play for Scotland and plays for a team a little bit down south, who's mm. very much known for charging with his shoulder and doing things that he knows he shouldn't do, and setting yes. an example. Um, but of course, they're fifth place, so who gives a shit? But absolutely, absolutely. Bit, 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 some of the standouts, 
you know, obviously Van der Merver just cracking away. I think he's the top try scorer now for the Six Nations. That's um, incredible. We we had uh, quite a hustle. Xander Fagerson, the the carries that Xander makes, it, it's amazing. And and you know he he's um, we, we've got a mutual friend actually who went to school with Xander, and he's just his his workload. It's a shame that his brother Matt couldn't play, but we obviously had other carry ball carriers like Nick Haining, Hamish Watson, just being. That's very interesting because he couldn't he couldn't play because. Well, he had a Scotland. red card, yeah. Well, oh, was it the red card? So he had a red card a couple of days. So uh, I thought the second game, yeah. So against I Wales. thought that he wasn't in the squad because. Oh, sorry, the, Matt, the Matt Fagerson. Are you thinking of Matt Fagerson or Xander? No, I'm thinking of uh, Matt, who wasn't Ma- there. Ah, uh, he didn't have a red card. I think he injured himself at. So I thought. I thought because it was a really, really interesting time because obviously this match was postponed due to a COVID outbreak in the French mm. camp. Yep. And basically what happened was because the match was rescheduled for outside the international break, there had to be all these sort of talks and negotiations did, yeah. with the with the British leagues. Yes. To release to release the players. Yeah, there was. And I'm yeah. sitting there going, How is anyone who's involved with rugby at all? Like, mm, you know, mm. in, in the league or whatever, just in the sport. How is anyone stopping those players going? Because I'll be honest, I don't follow the leagues no. at all. I don't well, care about the clubs well, or anything like that. Well, they're pay-per-views. And I think that the vast, vast majority of rugby fans are in the same boat. Yeah. International rugby is why you become a rugby player. Yes. Yeah. Right? And... So and the Six Nations is one of the biggest international rugby tournaments and it's one of the best international rugby tour- tournaments and we get it every year and it's amazing. But like why and and they're like no we're only going to let five players mm. five players go and do the international fixture. And that was just mad to me. That was yeah. just absolutely mad to me. It's like why are you why are they trying to why, so, so, why does Scotland have to work so hard yeah, to get yeah. to get well, these was, players was, released? And hey, like, let, nobody let, cares about club rugby. And hey, let's be honest. Well, let's let's be honest. It was France that broke the protocol before. Do you know? It, and it's and it was yeah. traced back to them, and they kind of kept that hush. But you're right. No, we we didn't get Matt Figgerson. I thought it was an injury at training, but you might be right. It might have been a, a, a club um, commercial. Yeah, I think it, I thought it was a club thing. Um, and then obviously Sean Sean Maitland as well wasn't able to play. Yep. Uh, for I think maybe a similar reason, but you, you know, just just, uh, just but just an amazing effort. Yeah, I mean, to be honest as well though, Gail Fiku, obviously he got man of the match as well. Yeah. His performance was, in, I think he was the man of the match. Yeah, he was he everywhere. Was, <laughs> even though he was on the losing seat, he was the best player I think on the field. Yeah. Um, for for both teams. Anyway, it was a, it was a magnificent game. It was indicative of the style of play that Scotland have been playing for the last couple of weeks, months, and, and dare I say years. I, I don't think that the World Cup was a hugely fantastic representation of this team. No, no, definitely wasn't. And we, we've really turned ourselves around. And much like the end of Age of Ultron, when Captain America walks into the hangar at the end and all the oh new my. players land, and he says, New Avengers, and it cuts off, that's what I'm feeling. That's, that's, that's the end of the Six Nations for me. Yeah. It's like, right, what's next? Now the team are here. Let's go. What are we doing? Autumn Fabulous. Cup. We've got summer tests. Let's go. So yeah, really exciting. Love it was that. it was great. It was great. And well done to Wales, of course, for for winning the trophy. I think they oh, deserve it. Oh yeah, but who it cares over. about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. No, it's great. I'm we, happy. We are a music and movies podcast, and, and rugby, each, and rugby, and rugby, <laughs> and each week we will discuss 
some of the some of the most interesting things that have ever happened in pop culture media history. And I want to be clear. Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood the, history. history. The Zack Snyder, Joss Whedon, 2017, 2021, all under the umbrella of the Justice League in the DCEU is without doubt the most interesting thing that could happen I mean, I mean, this is, as you said, biblical, and we, we kind of did a spoiler-free review last week with yourself, yeah. Alex, and you said this is up there with that feeling of Endgame. Now, maybe I couldn't, I, I personally didn't emulate the feelings that Endgame gave me because that was just incredibly well, some special. Some, some, of, the some time, of the time, of the time, some but, of the time. But, but the, the momentous occasion that it was charioting was absolutely the same. Yeah. It, 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 and the decisions that are being made that have led up to this as a piece of art being put in front of us as the consumers and us being and very, very much positively influenced. I mean, it's it's doing very well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, no, the, the, the reviews are incredible. Both both with fans and with critics yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um there are some there are a lot of critics that don't like it. It's a lot of dissenting and we'll go, comments. Um, yeah. And we'll go into the reasons why mm-hmm. and things like that. And some some of it's valid, some of it's not really relevant in my opinion but yeah we'll get we'll get into that so i think the best way to do this and we were kind of chatting a little bit before this i think we're gonna we're not gonna really get into a huge amount around the Zack snyder where this movie came from where the money came from the fan building and stuff because i think that's all out there if you're interested yeah i think you've you've tuned into this because you want to hear our opinions on the of the the film and the music that accompanies the film but i I, and we do have the comments obviously on, on junkie xl's incredible i mean almost i think the word to describe it and when i was listening through the, the the score at work yesterday and was looking at the the incredible amount of work that's gone into that oh, i mean it was, it's a meaty meaty score it, it was i it opened was, it up on my phone on yeah. apple music and i scrolled down to the bottom yeah as i always do and i was scrolling for a couple of minutes it is there, yeah. there's like 50 odd tracks in this 54 it, tracks in this at three hours and 54 minutes long which by the way is like seven minutes shorter than the bloody movie it's howard shore-esque yeah, i mean th- really this is, is this is a howard shore-esque interpretation of this movie so i think with that all said and done i think we should just go through this movie chronologically because i I mean that's how i made my notes oh yeah and i'll try and and kind of like take us through the movie and then we can kind of and i'm sure we'll jump around Um, i just want to make one point just just from the off yeah go for it is what you were saying about junkie xl yes now one of the one of the first things that i noticed right when the opening credits were starting in this movie is that he's not styled as Junkie XL no, anymore. Tom Holkenberger. Or is it? <laughs> Tom Tom Holkenberger. The Hol- famous, Hulkenberger. The, 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 the famous Formula One driver. No. Uh, yeah, Tom Holkenberg. Yes. And I thought that was very interesting because obviously he was Junkie XL for Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And he's done some other things as well. So I find it very interesting Mad that Max he's... and all sorts, yeah. Yeah, I find it very interesting that he's you know, changed his name professionally. Mm, mm. I, and I, because I quite, I quite enjoyed the sort of DJ pro- producer type name. Yeah, yeah. Because it's almost like you knew exactly what you were getting because of 
you know, yeah, the sound. It, exactly, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because Ma- Mad Max sums it up perfectly. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're like, oh yeah, that's Junkie XL. So I, I find it quite interesting that he went Well, with... he's ripped open his shirt and there's yes. another thing underneath. He's he's grown up, he's matured, Alex, much like our Superman. He's uh, His real alter ego was there all along as absolutely. Tom Hulkenberger's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like it. No, I, and, and genuinely, I mean, this is, this is him standing up and saying, hi, Howard Shore, Hi, Hans Zimmer. Hi, you know, hi, all these guys. I'm actually, I'm up here. You know, he he is, in my opinion, I would say this is, he has shown the maturity of Alan Silvestri. He's shown the maturity of these very, very accomplished composers. And you forget, like he is... Veterans a, of the in- yeah. industry. I mean, yeah, because to put out this volume of music mm. is, because I think the volume is probably the most the most impressive thing the fact that the the score is almost as long as the movie yes means means that it was really painstakingly crafted yeah between both between him and Zack snyder so that the (sighs) music completely complements what's going on screen and there are so many moments which i'd love to there's so many which i'd love to point out (sighs) as to how great it is yeah right there's so many intelligent decisions that he makes and i'm sure we we both point them out too so i'm going to get through here so despite directorial credits Zack snyder he never actually watched justice league 2017 supposedly yeah reportedly his wife deborah snyder and his friend Christopher Nolan advise him never to see it as it would mm-hmm. break his heart. Christopher Nolan, executive producer on this movie. And I saw that. That was something that they didn't hide from the opening credits. Nope. Now, I think we... I want to start with the two biggest complaints from this, okay? All oh, right, okay. Complaints about mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, Go. so much of this was absolutely extra. This is a four-hour-long movie. And it's also four hours in an aspect ratio that we haven't seen since the 1960s. Absolutely. So, but that's the two okay, things. Okay. Discuss. Too, too long, Alex, and too small. Discuss. <gasps> right, okay. Yes, it's too long. Yeah, it was too long. Okay, so agreeing with you there. Yes, it's too long. But it was too long for a reason because i've watched this twice now i've watched it fuck me i know i've watched it twice in less than two weeks yeah. which is exactly the kind of person i am like yeah. you shouldn't be surprised at that well, we were are talking, you actually that surprised well, we were talking about i had to squeeze this in i mean I, I, actually just just we had a conversation off air you watched it in two separate chunks overall right. did you well first time i watched it i watched it in a four-hour whack yeah Kill and me. it was brilliant for a while i had beer i had pizza i dragged the tv as close to the couch as i possibly could and i hunkered down <laughs> for four hours and my justification for this for because uh ilham came into the flat about halfway through and the tv was like right up in my face and yeah. she was like jesus the, the tv close enough and i was like yeah um, I I wanted to pull it closer to you so that you closer to me so that you had more room behind. You're a gentleman. You're a gentleman. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're a, a nice gentleman. Guy. And she's yeah, like, exactly. oh yeah, yeah, okay. I see your game, and I'm like, yeah, you know, you're not wrong. But yeah, first time I watched it in the four hour whack. Second time because Ilham really wanted to watch it as well. Sure. We watched it in two chunks, so parts one to three. Mm. Yeah, we we watched parts one, two, and three on Monday night. Yep. And then the rest of it on Tuesday night. Yeah. So on, so on consecutive nights. And both viewing experiences were really, really good for me. 
because yeah. the first time I watched it, the big four-hour whack, I actually really, really enjoyed the long movie immersion of it, mm. but at the same time going, my God, this is long. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, wouldn't really be commercially successful as a four-hour movie because it just doesn't doesn't work for our natural attention spans you've got to really really make the time to sit oh, down and to. watch a four-hour really movie had to. don't worry yeah. i had the i had the arguments up top with maddie yeah. just so i could get it in there and there was there were a plenty there what, were a you plenty. Mean a four-hour movie don't be ridiculous you've got, you've got a job <laughs> <laughs> it was no, but it's a very real. It's yeah, a very exactly. real. It's a very very real point. Yeah, like yeah. you know, a lot of people don't have the time to sit down and watch words, which is why when I watched it in the two halves, I was pleasantly surprised to discover that it really worked as yeah, well. Cool. And and when we when we switched off after part one, well, parts one to three, and then break. Sure. I didn't feel like obviously I'd seen the rest of it and I was like oh I, re I really really hope that it it doesn't stop the momentum of yeah. the viewing experience but then obviously we put it back on the next night and we were right back into it and the parts sort of brought us back into where we had left off without us feeling like we were just jumping in. Well, it was supposed to be a mini series at one point, wasn't it? So you, well, you at some point they were talking bit, about yeah. it. But I, I, I do appreciate that it was released yeah. as a four-hour thing because it is again just total immersion and but dedication. The, but it is. It's 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 an unadulterated full view of Zack Snyder. I mean, he is just it's unapologetic. It's here is my vision, and I, and and fair play to him. And I and and as a fan, as as you as a fan, we we owe that to him to give it to give this to him our, our attention to him and and we're rewarded we are rewarded Definitely. as fans i do think i mean there, there's already going to be people making three-hour cuts of this movie where they're going to slow down some of the or, or some of the slow motion sequences they're going to speed up and they're going to get rid of lewis lane making coffee every fucking 20 minutes yeah uh, they're going to get rid of some of the some of the shit that just is is not necessary um what did you what did you think of some of the cgi because i i mean right at the start well, before we get onto the cgi yeah, i want to me. i want to address your second point oh the, your, the aspect your first, ratio your yeah, first yeah, point yeah. was it was too long yeah and the second point is you said it aspect was too, ratio. it was too no 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 what the words you said were it's too small the screen was and too that small is factually incorrect because i've i did a bit of research about this aspect about this aspect ratio yeah, and it's it. actually a bigger shot you get more in the image right because if you were to take our widescreen aspect ratio, yeah. that's not actually extending the sides of it. It's just cutting the tops off. It's just cutting the tops yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Because I've heard what, this. And what you would what you would get is imagine the tops cut off yep. and then just sort of zoomed in. Yeah. So yeah, you I've... actually get much less detail and and it takes it takes a bit to get used to it because obviously we're not used to watching movies like that's this, but it, you get a lot more height and a lot more depth yeah and actually after about 10 minutes i was all on board with it no I, and I it just... stopped it stopped being an issue for me because i was like <sighs> okay i'm yes i'm not used to watching movies like this but then i went onto youtube and i watched side by side uh videos of like similar shots one from uh, 2017 Justice sure. League and one from 2021 Justice League and how one being widescreen and one being 
four by three four four by three and then I was actually like, no, actually, more often than not, I prefer the four by three one. I think uh, the mm. the 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 elongation of it just looks so much more epic. Yeah, in scale. I I didn't. I mean, I so you, bang on, mate. You're absolutely right. And I I guess too small isn't the right phrasing, but it's 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 just we're not used to seeing that aspect ratio. And I and I unfortunately it ruined it for me I, do, I can't really put my finger on it for why i think given the option i would have always chosen the widescreen version i think i'm just so accustomed to that yeah but it's totally valid what you're saying and i think it just comes down to personal prayer a lot of people Again, just but that, they this got is used the to first it. point this is the I first point that we've it. talked about where it's a taste thing mm. it's oh, a yeah. taste thing yeah, and yeah. how great is it that we get to talk about art uh, not in terms of you know critically good and bad and so on, but literally artistic taste like here's yeah. a decision that was that was made to put something in an aspect ratio some people like it some some people don't but that again is a taste thing and is yeah. not indicative of quality yeah you know what i mean well on quality really quickly what's your thoughts on the cgi there's a couple of points i'll, I'll start off there's a couple of points where it was really great. I think some of the 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 sequences. I think we obviously the we we've seen the subway or the subway the, the underground sewer sequences, um, which clearly a lot of work has gone into into those. The end sequence in the kind of Ukraine uh, dystopia Russia. environment, Russia exactly place. I thought was absolutely fantastic. I must admit the the bookends. So the kind of the CGI with the ending of the Ukraine sequence with the flash and the start where we were seeing kind of some of the early montages, I thought were pretty poor. Uh, right. I think there was elements of the quite rushed. I think there was not enough blending of the colors specifically. And I just think the contract contrast was a little bit off. Could you have fixed it? I mean, it's law diminishing returns, I think, to be honest. I think I, d I don't think there was enough of it for me. For it to be a fair persistent enough. problem, yeah, I think yeah, yeah there were a few shots where you're like, oh, there was a bit of shonk there, yeah, a and lot, there, yeah. there, you know, there are a few little rough corners here of like, you know, you, you know, when you go through a video game and it's not quite rendered in one bit, and you're just waiting That's for it, it to kick back in, That's and you're it, like, yeah, yes, but as far as like, you know, what grade do you give uh, vi the visual effects of this movie? And it it's, it knocks the ball out of the park compared to sure. 2017's justice league and the biggest example or the best example of this is steppenwolf mm, mm. oh he was great actually. because i thought it was really good did uh, yeah absolutely 100 percent. because that bit when the arrows fly into him and his armor his armor is constantly moving and it just shoves them yeah, all off i'm like this like is awesome mind control armor yeah, and his armor great. just eats the arrows Amazing. off and stuff and it's so much He's so much more badass. And did you yeah. go back? Did you go get out your phone as I did and look up a picture of 2017 Steppenwolf? No, I didn't. No, is is I mean I know it's bad, but it's oh, yeah, God. Because yeah. yeah. it's it's basically Kieran Hines' face with a pointy helmet. I'm gonna have a look now. Oh, please just have a have a look okay. now. Okay, keep just, going, keep going. Yeah. yeah, because it is it is honestly laughable and. It is really, really interesting that 2017 Justice League decided to go down that route of trying to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Have you seen it? Have you found yeah, it? Yeah, I'm just looking at it now, yeah. It's disgusting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not great. But in, in Zack Snyder's version, he's much more alien-looking, mm. but 
even though he's more he, he is more alien looking so visually less relatable to us yeah. he was more relatable as a character yeah in the Zack Snyder version. Yes, yes. Because you get so much more backstory to his character motivations, his relationship yep. to Darkseid. Well, we got Darkseid, obviously, we, as well. We yeah. obviously got, got Darkseid. In 2017's version, he was a kind of creepy, mother-box-obsessed, obs- mother just destroy-the-world just because I'm the bad guy mm. type motivation. And it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Whereas we, well, I mean, we've got more context for a lot of sequences. So let, let's get into some of the sequences. So yeah, do you want to talk about the 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 Themyscira sequence because that was obviously much more elongated. I felt it was more it was more tense. Oh, you know the sequence when when the mother box cracks that you know you yeah. can tell that they're all they're all quite tense and 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 you're there a, b- a bit more. You believe it, and then it gives it more context when Steppenwolf gets there. Do, yeah. do you think? Do you think those? You know when they break the hammers. Do you think that's their job? Do you think they're like born and raised these these warriors? Because your job is going to be battering a hammer and then trapping yourself inside this prison. Absolutely. Yes, yes absolutely. Absolutely. I was thinking that it, it, no, it's, it's something. It. It's something that came to my head in the 2017 version as well. Yeah. If, I, if I'm honest, but it was given no time. No, no. It, it was given no time. Whereas all of these, this particular branch of Themyscira Amazon warriors. Yeah were given a lot more screen time and you kind of, you know, got that their whole purpose was to guard the box. Yes. And yeah. to protect the box and at all costs. And uh-huh. I, I loved the bit. I know it's just a cool bit, but I just love it when Steppenwolf arrives and and he's like, oh, you, you stench of fear or something. He says something mm, bad guy mm, with the word mm. fear. And then... Uh, Queen Apollota basically goes, Amazon, show him your fear. And they all just we scream have no at fear. him. We have no fear. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. It's, yeah. It was great. It was really great. What do you think of the bank sequences? What do you think of that? Because that was a that was a total reimagining. A lot more blood. A lot more uh, A lot more blood. Way, walls. way, way darker as well. Because you know, af- after... Well, you know why, don't you? Because we don't have the bloody we don't have it. We we oh, we have a real score beautiful. to accompany a dark sequence. It is beautiful. The guitar is back. I've I said it. I've I've said it in every DC score we've done. The the wailing guitar Wonder Woman theme is the best theme. Yeah. That's yeah. written in this entire franchise, and when Danny Elfman <laughs> Simpsoned it up, yeah, 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 I was just like, oh my but, days! What but there is, this? is, but the instrumentation is so wonderful because you have the drums that accompany it too. I mean, it's it's a yeah, it's, it's war a drums. statement. It, it's the war drums of it. She she's she's a warrior. What did you think of when she's standing? And there's a couple of sequences there where you had the kind of the the almost v- the vocal cries, the singing that accompanied her because that's something yeah. that was new for this. Yeah, there, there was like a, cho- a chorus that was accompanying. All of Wonder yeah, Woman's like a war, cry, a war cry, a war you, cry. Yeah. What did you think of that? Well, the actual war cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the vocal. No, it was great. It was really, it was really piercing. It was yes. really piercing. Very, very wailing and really, really prevalent. I think a little in, overused. In the mix. I think well, maybe. 
but then I don't know, is it overused or is it just that this movie is so long? There's so <laughs> many, there's yeah. so many places to put it in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We talked a little bit about the coffee break sequence and there's a couple of other sequences where we had Lois Lane, um, in and around, there was a lot of slow motions, but what we really are thinking about there is the inclusion of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Now, Nick Cave makes a couple of appearances in this. For the first one, we have Distant Sky, which is a, a beautiful, um, a beautiful song, and and then we we also have another song which is a little bit a little bit further down. There is a Kingdom as well. So that that was that was played after. Aquaman saves the fisherman when he kind of walks back towards the sea. Yeah, very uh, interesting song choice. Yeah, exactly. And because it, it's talking about him as a king in a kingdom and uh, yeah. the, the, the lyrics, I guess it's like, oh, see, see. Um, maybe, maybe it wasn't necessary. What did you think of the choir song from the villagers, the, the initial choir sequence? Because that oh, was the Icelandic, the, the Icelandic yeah. uh, in movie mm. song thing. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, I've got no idea what what those girls were singing about. It's very pretty. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was very pretty, very Icelandic. <laughs> but no, it's interesting because I was thinking about that because there was a lot of time given to it. Mm, mm-hmm. But as far as a setup to Aquaman, because what we've always got to remember is this movie should have come out before Aquaman. So we should be looking at these sequences as like, this is our... We've not seen that Aquaman. We need an introduction to this character. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, now, and I think that the Icelandic girls' choir was them expressing how much he means to their community. So mm-hmm. he is their hero. He brings them fish yeah. and stuff. And then he was leaving, and then they looked both... He's like their Sad. Captain Birdseye because he, he brings them fish and you know he keeps them abs- all safe and happy. Absolutely, <laughs> he makes the trips to Iceland. <laughs> They're no, battered but, cod. No, but even though we don't know what they were saying, they they looked both sad that they were leaving. What they were saying was, "Please bring us some more fish. Please bring us some more fish." Yeah, do you not? Yeah, do you not think that the the looks on their faces were like, you know, this is their hero. They were looking at them, at him in that sort of Jesus way that everyone else looked at how, Superman how in the Aquaman? previous. How old is he? I think he's, I think he's a normal bloke. Oh, <laughs> like okay. I think he's in his thirties or something like that. I, I don't think say... he's like in his hundreds year of years ah, old. Cause I was going to say, it's, it's not like they've grown up with him. Like, as you say, like a Jesus figure, they've not grown up with him as always this majestic, hero that's always been around so yeah i mean it's it's quite a it's more of a cult than anything then isn't it for the well, kind of yeah i mean this mysterious man who comes and, and comes and brings them food and stuff but he obviously means a lot to them and i wonder if well i mean you kind of think it would have been put in the cut if maybe there was a figure from their folklore that mm. Aquaman ended up personifying. I mm. don't I I don't know. I think it just showed that he meant a lot to them. And I really really liked that that was if that is the case that was put forward in just a group of girls singing a song and we have to come to that conclusion as the audience member. And I think we got similar setups for Cyborg and Flash as well that yep. were really really well yeah. done. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're really doing three introductions again. Yeah. 
I was going to talk about the motifs, but you've mentioned Cyborg, so let's get into that. Now, what was being said quite a lot before the Justice League movie came out was Cyborg and Victor is the heart of this movie. Yeah. And obviously, the controversy that came off the back of that, and I don't want to get too much into it with the Ray Fisher. Um, it's still I, ongoing. I, it, it's still ongoing. Absolutely is ongoing. But I totally see what they mean. I totally see what they mean because yeah. he was And then was you look back wonderful. and you go, how on earth did you cut that out? Um, it is, it's criminal. It's absolutely, it really is. it's absolutely criminal because he was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed him as a character. He got so much screen time. He got I so much it. screen time. He acted his ass off. Yes, he, he was did. great. He was fantastic. And also the way <laughs> that it was all set up, yeah. the way that it was all set up was really, really beautiful. It was almost like a huge long kind of ballet sequence because mm -hmm. you had all these flashbacks of you know slow motion football games yeah and yeah. well it's Zack snyder isn't it it's just full cider wasn't it he was yeah. just giving his beans it really was but it was you know it was a sizable sizable sequence if you're talking about you know the the football game that you know shows his Athletic, you know, athletic prowess, pro yeah. athletic yeah. prowess that you know culminates in you know a fractured relationship with his father, which yes. you see with just one shot of an empty seat, and you yeah. get all the information Everything. you need to know about the relationship with his father prior to his accident without being told a thing. Well, it's really interesting you say that because I've got a counter argument to that. A counter argument is, yeah, to that, which is right, I okay. think. I think for a large part of this movie, there were some sequences, as you say, that were show, don't tell. But there was just as many tell, don't shows. <laughs> but, I, but I don't think they were that bad. I right. don't think they were that bad. And and on the on the subject of Cyborg, did you like it when, when the, the the Wall Street bull and the bear were fighting each other? Because yes. like, you can control all of this. And, and the narration was, the narration was, absolutely we're gonna tell you what this guy can do yeah and and we're gonna try and give you a visual representation of this but we're gonna tell you everything and they did do a couple of shows well, that, obviously that was with a woman show in bank. And, that was show and tell <laughs> exactly it was look no, what but, i've got children to the class no but it's interesting no but it's interesting because obviously you get him basically e explaining in a huge dump the extent of cyborg's powers mm. but for a start we didn't get anything like that in the 2017 version mm. as far as the 2017 version goes he's just a robot exactly exactly he, yes he, yes he's just, he's just a robot whereas yep. you know Zack snyder obviously wanted us to really really understand that the what you see of cyborg so the all the metal and all the uh electronics and you know thrusters and rockets mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. is not what makes this guy special mm -hmm. it's his mind and mm -hmm. how the his superpower then is you know this kind of binary language of him able to just do anything and you know the when he was saying things like you could just think and launch the whole world's nuclear arsenal at the a arsenal, thought, yeah. Yeah. and you can manipulate stock markets just as easily as you want and then yeah. obviously as you say we see representations of this of him you know growing piles of cash for this woman it was really good to see him make a heroic gesture with, gesture yes, yeah, with, yeah. He's, he's, with he's, those powers yeah and yeah, again yeah. like you see these extended sequences and you're like well how long did all of how long did all of that setup last that was maybe 10 12 minutes mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. 
because a big criticism I'm seeing of like the le- the runtime of this movie is the fact that you're trying to set up everything too quickly. Yeah. And each of these characters needed a Flash movie, a Cyborg movie, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. this, just like the yes. Avengers, to set yes, that yes. all up. Yep. And while I think that's a valid criticism, because it can be said that Justice League was basically Warner Brothers wanting to catch up to the Avengers, and they wanted the team absolutely up. Was. And they, absolutely and they, was. And they, hadn't, and they hadn't earned it. I agree with that. But I also think that you couldn't have put those sequences in solo movies. Mm. because it would have been dragged out more and it wouldn't mm-hmm. quite have been as dance-like. Yeah. I th- I quite like having these, because I care about all these characters now. Yeah, yes. Even, af- yeah. even, even after a 10-minute setup that didn't require a solo movie, yes, it meant that the whole runtime of the movie was four hours long, Mm-hmm. But I very much liked having these really art arty ballets. Mm-hmm. I keep saying that in the middle of this movie to set up these characters that I end up caring about, and it's the same with Flash as well. Mm. It's the same with Flash as well. That really extended slow mo sequence where he meets Iris West and mm-hmm. um, that new setup. I thought that was really gorgeous. There well, was let's a get lot into of time. it. Yeah, let's really yeah, get into it. There was a lot of time spent on showing the extent of his powers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how the world reacts to him using his powers. I loved the shot of him pivoting and his shoes just disintegrating. The, the, shoe, the shoes was great. Yeah, that, that was, really was great. It's like, oh yeah, well, of course they would do that because yeah. he's got you know so much kinetic energy that's getting, mm-hmm. of course they would disintegrate. And into then, it. Yeah, exactly. And when he went through the window, how, you know, when he touched the window glass, it went liquid mm-hmm. before it shattered, which is how glass behaves in slow motion anyway. But mm-hmm. I just love that the time was taken to really, really show that as opposed to just showing him going really, really fast. I, I and didn't... then when he skids, yeah. when, when, he, when he skids, the whole ground just crumbles un- underneath him because yes. of the the forces and the speed. Yeah, I just thought it was it was wonderful to look at and all the electricity going going off around him. Yeah, and because there was a huge amount of time, and I know exactly why this whole sequence was cut out, and it's because in the first in the first Justice League, mm-hmm. and it's be- it's so that they could do that joke in the mm-hmm. prison where he draws glasses. On mm-hmm. the big baldy guy, right? He's okay. asking him to hurry up doing the doing the form, Ugh, because God. then he just goes, yeah, 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 yeah. No lightning, no, no reaction around no. him, and stuff like that. And it's just a mad inconsistency. Well, it's but it's but it's a, it's an example of just clearly misunderstanding what's the job to be done here. The job to be done is to introduce this character. Do you introduce him as a fast son of a bitch, or do you actually introduce his powers and? you know dare i say almost the burden of these powers and the destructive impact that it has i i as barry allen as a character i didn't hate him nearly as much in this because i know that 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 is praise from you because uh you've got a word or two to say about ezra miller and and, and, you know they didn't they didn't do the what's brunch what's brunch i hate 
Oh, the brunch bit. Fuck me. I've never hated that. Do you know, Justice League 2017 is the worst movie I've ever seen. And that line in that sequence is the worst part of the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst. And I categorically the worst. What about? But the resume, the resume. What's a resume? It was. Okay, yeah. So there was still a bit. There was still a bit of Ezra Miller awkward comedy. But I mean, that's the character. And you either find that annoying or you don't. Mm -hmm, I didn't. mm -hmm. I didn't mind it as much. I understand. I understand, obviously. But what about what about the line? I know the brunch thing is 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 mad, mm. but what about that bit where he goes to the bat cave in yeah. the twenty seventeen version and then he spins around and it's like, what a cool cave. It's almost like a bat cave. What about that? That's Stop pretty Alex. terrible as well, Stop isn't Alex. it? I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> more about that man and the character but he was fine i mean he was fine the hot dog thing was a bit weird i didn't really get um, the whole service of the dogs and i, I, I mean it was for the future joke when ex- he goes when he when he goes back obviously yeah exa- I mean. exactly but it, look he was he was fine i i tolerated him a lot more and obviously there was a couple of key key sequences at the end with the the, the, the kind of going back through time and the 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 re the, the reanimation of the mother box piece which was great um it was beautifully shot and it really elevated his power set like yes because obviously there was this comedic moment in the Mm -hmm. 2017 version where superman and barry allen race yeah 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 i'm I'm so happy (laughs) superman's not beating barry and this version of barry allen in any race you're right you're right ever in any in any universe do do you, so there's a couple of things I want to talk about. I mean, we touched on it. Let's just very quickly go into it before I ask about the motifs of the movie and the yeah. and the, the musical voices. But we, I really enjoyed the function of the mother boxes and and how they're used to, you know, re- revive Superman. I I loved the the whole smoke in the house speech. I thought it was a really good piece of dialogue. And yeah, you know, the smoke in the house. Some ways I feel it was almost the the theme that was being played when they kind of all stumbled across the same point you heard flight just do 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 and, yeah, and yeah, i guess yeah. then that t- turns into the motif so i i love the sequence the reanimation that's sequence. the that's the moment more... where where i where i sat up in the sofa and went oh yeah <laughs> but what do you think as a generalist some of the motifs and i've got three examples of motifs that were used throughout this movie now we talked about the flight motif which was used to to no end there was another motif which was this is this is my world yeah, which yeah, was yeah. used about three or four different times and there was a little surprise motif at one point which was nothing to do with the dceu and i wondered if you if you picked up on it as i did oh it was to do with batman was, there was it a mu- there was a musical motif that batman was uh, exposed to at the sequence just prior to uh, Barry Allen changing his hat. You know, which hat should I use? Oh, is it this one? Fuck off. Just choose a fucking hat and get <laughs> on with the film. But you you saw Batman overseeing all of this. And in the background, you heard a little bit of Hans Zimmer's Dark Knight. You heard really? a couple. Of, yep, absolutely. Watch it again. I did not pick up on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there was. So there was a little bit of uh, the, the Dark Knight. Uh, soundtrack that was used just 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 a little just a little taster a little a little treat as it were as oh. you were watching him watching into it so yeah i don't like that do you i am like gonna it? i i know exactly which bit you're talking about so it won't mm-hmm. take me long to find it in the movie and i'm mm-hmm. when i will and i will go 
back back and find it. But if that's the case, that's uh, well, that's, that's not that's no good for me. Let I'm us afraid. not let us not linger. I'm going to talk about a track, Earthling, because that was the one that had the "This is my world" motif being used, and this yeah. is the time it was that gorgeous. We, 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 but it was played with horns. It was the instrumentation was slightly different. They did the, we did it with the brass section as opposed to the string section. Yeah, and it was and it was or like a piano. Was, yeah, or piano exactly, and it was like he was slowly turning into this symbol of 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 this this superman s sound and this 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 was done throughout the kind of the lewis lane and, and this was the kind of just after the lewis lane is key uh phrase and, and you know we got back into that yeah, yeah, yeah but but the 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 instrumentation and the musical nods that junkie xl exposed us to yeah um were just were just wonderful and they were they were they were Tolkien Howard Shore esque, in my opinion. Right. I don't know what your thoughts were. Well, Tolkien, Tolkien Howard Shore esque, I think, because of how it was put together, and again, what I said at the beginning about the volume, the, the sheer number of notes that this guy wrote for this, for this movie. I don't know if it's as good okay as those things like quality uh, quality wise i think i've gone on record say i think lord of the rings the score of lord of the rings is the best music put to movie mm-hmm. like ever mm-hmm. I, I i just think i think they are and i think that the music for this movie was elevated and relied on themes from the previous movies before mm-hmm. and i think a lot of those themes were howard uh no not howard hans zimmers yeah yeah i yeah. think so everything from man of steel yes a lot ba- of flight a lot of flight and a lot of batman versus superman obviously the wonder woman theme but i believe that one is that is junkie xl i think that that's his that's his brainchild and that is glorious that's my favorite my favorite favorite theme but i do think a lot of it a lot of the original stuff i had to find i had to dig quite hard to find the melodies and the themes and the motifs because i think and they were there. They were definitely mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the level of craft, the intent of craft was absolutely incredible. And I mm-hmm, loved mm-hmm. it. But all the recognizable themes were, apart from the Wonder Woman theme, were all written by someone else. And it, and it was kind of propping it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think you're, I think you're right, Alex. But I... I want to give Junkie XL the benefit of the doubt, and I want to give his craft the benefit of the doubt. And the reason yeah. I want to do that is because I firmly believe if he had been in the driver's seat from the start, I'm talking Man of Steel, oh, yeah. Batman versus Superman, Just League, even even even, even hints into to Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman, I think if he had been in charge of creating a, sim- a melody for each of the characters and creating scores, he has the vision yeah. That your Howard Shore would have done. I think we would have got more to play. I think he did the best with what he had. But if you had given him the full track to really take a run at this, I would I would go on record to say I think this could have could and would have had the potential to be one of the best pieces of music or best scores ever put to a film. Yeah, cool. I, I, no, I, I mean I love the I love the sound I mean I love the sound world. I love the des- I love the design of it. It just really fits with 
you know, Zack Snyder's vision. And I love the fact that they were... They complemented each other and they accompanied each other. Mm, mm. The score accompanied each other. My, uh, obviously, my favorite fan fan bit in the whole movie was... I know we're getting to was the return of Superman in the final fight about, scene. I was just about to get onto it. Cool. Let's do, so so how did that happen? I mean, talk us through that talk us through that that sequence again because it's worth really giving that the beans and talking around that. Yeah, cuz right, so first of all, Steppenwolf swings his axe. Superman flies down. Mhm. Just takes the full impact without flinching and then says a cheesy line. Except in this version, he doesn't say off camera. I, I believe in justice. <laughs> I believe in I believe in truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice. That's it. And you go, oh my god! No, no, no! That's worse than brunch for me. For me, for me, that is way worse than brunch. Yeah, brunch, brunch can take a flying kick to the ball. I hate brunch. <laughs> oh, but honestly, I'm a I'm a big. Oh, oh, I hate it. I I I I I'm a fan of truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice too. <laughs> Come on! I don't mind it. No, no. Oh, I think it's what terrible. You hate, I think what you hate more, and it's actually you know, like, like the elephant in the room was we didn't get John Williams. Do, yeah, do, do, exactly. Do, but, exactly. but we did get flight. We did get do do. Okay. Do, do, so, which, which but, but we got the full Tom Hulkenberg flight. Oh, we did. So yeah. It was way more techno-y, way more guitar, loads of distortion. It had so much attitude, and it really, really hit all those notes of this is the end of the movie this is the climax this is the riders of rohan coming down the hill <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly that's it and uh, you know here come the cavalry and 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 it was so it was so prevalent in the mix and you just enjoyed every minute of it but but the reason i know that it was kind of doing a dance with the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that the big drum hits mm-hmm. synchronized perfectly Mm-hmm. with superman's punches yeah yeah they so, did yeah no, and it was it was brilliant and it made you because you knew they were coming you knew when the impacts were gonna happen what because of the music mm-hmm. so it was going like punch da, 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 punch and then and then you could see it exactly brilliant yeah you're right and when you and when you when when you feel that coming in the score and you're like well this was obviously shot and cut specifically to function that piece of music you're just like yes i love this i love this so so much and what's really interesting is a lot of those shots were shared yeah with the 2017 version but obviously we had none of that scoring underneath yeah. it to really hammer that point home yeah exactly exactly it it, it was and the movie's full of that the yeah. movie is full of that but obviously this is where you're going to see it most obviously in literal drum beats synchronized mm-hmm. with superman punches it sounds really hokey but it mm-hmm. feels incredible to watch <laughs> it really does let, let, let's let's talk about the the final sequences, the final half an hour of this movie, what it sets up, where it goes, and the first thing I kind of just want to talk about is another. We talked about show don't tell, tell don't show. I must admit, I really hated the sequence where he says to himself and to the fans, "Barry, you've got to break the speed of light," and he says it to himself as he's running. I was like, 
get in the bin. I didn't like that sequence when he was talking right. to it. I'm like, just show us it. We can see what you're doing. We're yeah. not idiots. We'll watch this bit. Very, very valid. But <laughs> can we just appreciate the visuals that are going on in this in this moment? I thought the, some of the CGI was a little shonky. I thought it was. I thought some parts were beautiful. I don't know. I think. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe Your I'm wrong. Your rendering point was right. Your rendering point was, I think, the most valid point. Maybe applied. But maybe, but maybe I'm wrong about this. But I just love the fact that there was this moment where everyone loses, mm. and you know the unity happens, and the world starts to get wiped out, and then all of a sudden Barry just like perceives everything as this kind of you know static. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like he's looking at everything behind a CRT television or something yes, like that, where yes. everything kind of goes static. And then obviously when he starts running and time starts reversing and the ground reforms beneath him and, and he's his, going his, towards his heels, he's yeah. going towards this amazing blue aura explosion thing. And then obviously you've got that height of this is like an example of some of the shots where I think the aspect ratio is brilliant mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you get that height and you get that I agree. depth and yeah, it looks I do agree. so yeah. big and yeah. huge. I would love to see this movie on IMAX. My yeah, God. yeah, it would be good. Yeah. My God. And then the music that accompanies it is again really peak of the movie heroism it, huge sounds going on here and again tom hulkenberg original scoring there's no there's no from what i can tell previous material from other movies this, this is, is new this yeah is, this isn't this, this is, is a new track yep, it is like huge amounts of heroism that really builds to that point where he touches cyborg in in super indulgent slow motion but <laughs> but you really feel that tension as a as yeah. a viewer where you're like yeah go on do, do it do you know and do you, but do you know what we, what was good and what added to the sequences do, do you know what i hated about the first justice league movie is is the is the character's portrayal in that final sequence because what you what you have in the first movie is two shitty things you've got the first one which is only the whole two movie. Yeah, yeah no no but real overarching two shitty things you had the whole movie of Batman forming the team for him then to turn around at the last second and go, right, you guys all wait here. I'm going to go in and solve this. Yeah, yeah. Get to fuck it. They don't, the they don't work together. Bit. No. They don't work together. And do you know what else? Bat, uh, Superman and the Flash go away to save some civilians that we don't care about. Fuck that. I can't be saying that. Oh, it's, t it's, but, it's terrible. And, and, it, and, it, and, and it, is, it is summed up by the shot of superman flying a block of flats yeah yeah it was mental <laughs> but, but but the second of the two parts is they actually have a plan they actually have a plan in this that they all play a part in and they're not waiting around just trying to get superman back they're like we'll be great if superman comes here but you believe that even as a five they could probably do this on their own if yeah. they work together you believe that and superman is part of the plan but he also does, he's not necessary. He's just an addition yeah. to the team and he functions as a member of the Justice League, not yeah. as Superman and the rest of the, the plebs. You know, it, it, it yeah. really works. So and then, and then choreography wise, you get fight scenes with Steppenwolf and, Steppenwolf and before that with all the parademons where they're reacting off each other right, yes. and fighting together and yeah. sort of combining their powers in really cool little moments yeah, that yeah. they just don't the only time that happens in 2017 superman is when cyborg catches aquaman and he says my man which still <laughs> happens in this movie but there's so many other things around and we also, have, yeah. things and we also have another famous line which i'm so you should probably move 
You should probably move. I yeah. liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely fine. Yeah. So some of the outputs from this movie, as we said, the final during the epilogue, we find out that the scientist helping Silas Stone is actually Dr. Ryan Chow, the expert in nanotechnology. So Ryan goes on to become the atom in the comics. Yes. We have Martian Manhunter. Now, apparently Zack Snyder almost quit from the film over the Green Lantern appearance in the post credit scene. Warner Brothers initially wanted Martian Manhunter. Harry Lennox, but Snyder wanted uh, Lantern Kilwog to appear. Uh, but both the studio and Snyder later settled on Martian Manhunter. So there was a time where it really, that final sequence, which wasn't necessary at all, that no. could have been anyone. They, yeah, um, there was no... I, I, Martian Manhunter appeared twice in this movie and neither of those moments were necessary at no. all. Martian Manhunter didn't need, to be in, <laughs> didn't need to be in this at all. But again... You, but again, we wanted Zack Snyder's version of this movie, and for better mm. or for worse, that's mm. what we got. And I'll always mm. appreciate the fact that we got that. I loved the sequence with the we should have six chairs. I thought, cool, like let's do this, let's get into it. Um, I also have heard there's a black and white version of this movie coming out, which is yeah, uh, I believe it's already with, out actually. with an alternative ending. Apparently, now I think the alternate ending is probably not teasing a second movie. So let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about the nightmare sequence and the inclusion of uh, the the end sequence, which was very Joss Whedon esque. The death stroke, Lex Luthor. So you can even see the kind of Lex Luthor. Um, it was almost like a a homage to the original Lex Luthor suit. Um, yeah. which I, his name's totally slipped my, my mind, the original Lex Luthor. Oh, uh, in the Christopher Reeve it, uh-huh, yeah, it's... Oh, he slipped my mind as well. Oh, who is Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, of course it's Gene Hackman. But we, but we had the original kind of, the, the suit, which I thought was quite good. And I thought yeah. Deathstroke looked great. What were your thoughts on the nightmare sequence? Oh, I mean, surplus to requirements yes, is, absolutely. is the headline mm-hmm, for my mm-hmm. thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. It didn't it didn't need to be there. I think it was there to tell the audience what was going to happen had this series continued. Can I can I be controversial? Yeah. I thought the inclusion of the Joker was horrendous. I thought Jared Leto's performance was horrendous. Interesting. I hated it. Do you know what half half of that was improv? And half of that, him, him and his characters and his style and how he was, was all him just being Jared Leto. It wasn't right, actually okay. written that way. It was like fucking amateur hour Joker. The problem I is, hated it. The problem is, I don't think I've got a, I don't think I've got a negative or positive reaction to that at all. Because when it was happening and happening the first viewing in the movie, and obviously the second viewing as well for me, but especially the first viewing. You know, they'd all won the day. As far as I was concerned, the movie was over. And then yeah, they did the, yeah, night, yeah. the nightmare sequence. And I knew right when they started the nightmare sequence, I wasn't on the edge of my seats going, oh, what's this going to be? What's this going to be? I was actually sitting back and going, all right, this is extra. This is extra. Y- you're Zack right. You're stuff so that actually, right. Yeah. That actually doesn't really matter Yeah, at you're all. so right. Like, you know, I'll, wa- I'll watch it and, you know, see what was going to happen and stuff like that. But, you know, wh- and then when Joker does his thing and I was like, eh, that's on brand. Yeah. that's on brand it, i don't it, i don't i don't mind it it was too it was too it was just too it was too heath ledger-esque it was too i, I just saw jared leto and you know we talked about insufferable people we have amber heard who's just she's obviously the nightmare sequences she can get in the bin we 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 have um obviously barry i t- totally forget the name of the 
<laughs> the actor um Ezra, Barry, Miller. Ezra Miller of course oh god I th- th- like that ruins it for me unfortunately as a fan I can't not Ezra I'm, Miller I'm, didn't say anything well I know but he is a he he is a person I'm just that, oh come on I just like oh, it does no. ruin it does ruin it for me nah, unfortunately oh. do you know he was fine but he was for hey look I know you've got to detach the actor from the actor in the form and I, I get that I get the whole thing unfortunately yeah. it's it but it's just like it's just constant hit after hit I do feel I mean but but the performances when I was watching this I was selling this to maddie i was like hey do you want to maybe sit and watch this for a bit and i knew i wasn't going to get anywhere but i was like there's you, you know ask, bet, though, don't you? exactly there's henry cavill there's ben affleck gal gadot jk simmons you know there's all these actors there's and i was thinking about it there's like six oscar winners in this movie bloody willem dafoe willem dafoe exactly russell, russell crowe a little bit of voice i like the dads yeah. i like the dad dialogue when yeah. when superman was choosing his suits what did you think of the black suit it's good He's clearly not right in the head. Who? Superman. Good. I'm happy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, clearly yeah. not. He's clearly not okay. No. Because one of the big criticisms I had of 2017's Justice League was they did the they did the evil Superman for ten seconds when he wakes up, yeah. and then he's just normal Boy again. Scout. He yeah. just he just goes straight back to Boy Scout. Yeah. In this one, it's like he gets back to Boy Scout. But as soon as he starts to fight Steppenwolf, he can't control his aggression. Mm. Yes, you're right. Yes, he, you're right. He cuts off half of Steppenwolf's head, head yeah. with his laser vision and then spends a good minute or so while Steppenwolf is on the ground and not fighting back, just pounding on him. They could just have done like standing a se- over yeah, him you're right. and absolutely pounding on him. Do you know him. what they could have and done? Not they could stopping. Have done, they could have done a sequence where the Justice League maybe have to hold him back a little bit and go, whoa, 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 whoa. I think I think been... it was just subtle enough. I do okay. think it was just subtle enough. Yeah. To to basically say that he's he's not okay. I, because so, yes, some people might might miss that because we obviously had the other version where he comes back and he's as good as gold. Mm-hmm. And in this one, his intentions his intentions are good, but he can't control his his aggression, which is which is perfectly setting up the yeah. injustice storyline. Yes. Because yes, in the in the injustice storyline, his motivations are still to do good. Yeah. But his perception is warped. Yeah, it's and he blindly. Doesn't... It's blindly do good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- yeah. Wherever exactly. he can. Consi- so, so that's. I think. I think you've done a really. Yeah, you've summarized that really well because I initially didn't like it, and there's the reason I didn't like it, and it kind of ties into that point, which is, if you think about it, right? If we're going down the the narrative of Boy Scout and stuff, him choosing the black suit makes no sense. It looked magnificent. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. it looked great, but him choosing it didn't make any sense and the yeah. reason why it didn't make any sense was there's no justification why he chose that so the black suit was introduced when clark kent lost his powers and when he came back to being superman he was powerless superman in the black suit and it was kind of like his training suit to come back there and it was it it it, it was a, dem- a visual display of him not being powered not being himself not yeah. being the right superman in the head now that goes so far against what we see in the film because what we have is Superman who is always good, who just does things for justice, but he deliberately chooses the black suit, which implies that he made that decision for no other reason than, hey, it looks good, I like it, which is not Superman. Superman's not the vain yeah. sort to go, hey, I would choose this because I think it looks really good. He walks past the blue and red suit. So they have to do, they have to do that point, which is, hey, we need to represent this guy isn't okay anymore. 
Yeah. And and I I just I think they kind of missed it. I just think they could have done See, I don't, a little I don't, bit more. I don't. I like... think that I think that they did hit those. I think that they did hit those points again. In in hindsight, yes, it does because obviously he was railing on Steppenwolf mm, and he was mm. just clearly completely unhinged mm. and just like going for it. And I think him walking down the corridor and you know looking at the suits and going like that, you know, he still doesn't really know really why he's back or what his motivations are and i think he is still very confused and i think him choosing the black suit is his first decision that we get to see where we're like okay he's not okay but so they, i don't think so i don't think it is it is meaningless but they do muddy the waters a slight by putting in the dad's voices and the dad's talking about i, I don't know it's it's um yeah i'm not i'm i can see why they do it there was a little bit of fan service in it. The character decisions, you have to really do some work to justify it. And, yeah. you know, you've done it, obviously, and we chatted about it. Uh, I think it will last. Like, absolutely, it will last and it will stay. Only time's going to tell. Because, Alex, is there going to be a bloody sequel? That's the question. Oh, I'm in so I'm in so many. I flip-flop on this so much. I want to see a I want to see I want to see more. I want to see a nightmare I, film. I do. I do. I want to see more. And the fact that even after all of the praise that this movie has got, that Warner Brothers is still going to be like, no, it exists in its own universe, but we're, you know. Get in the bin. You know, 2017 is still the canon version. Fuck Go out me. and buy it's, that, people. Put it in the bin. Yeah, Honestly, I... bananas. Do you know what, though? It's really interesting because I, I again, flip-flop between I'm going to shove that 2017 version in the bin and it just doesn't exist you're right you're and right. i and i flip-flop between that and i kind of want to watch it again just to <laughs> revel in the terribleness well, of I, it yeah exactly i did think that uh, but, but i i was thinking as a as a trilogy i think it really works man of steel bvs yeah. zack snow's just i think it's a really nice bounded little you know i think if you can watch those three it's relevant to an extent. I think maybe cut the last twenty minutes of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, and it's because and it's there's a relevant I, because I feel film. like there is a version of this movie that you could do where it feels like the end of a saga. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see we that actually, somewhere, <laughs> and we actually wouldn't care if we yeah. never saw any of those characters yeah. again. But the point is, but the the thing that's so infuriating is we are we're going yeah. to see Ben Ben Affleck again in the Flash movie. We which are, yeah. We we know what that's going to be about. That that's mm-hmm. going to be Ben Affleck's Batman just being there for the sole purpose of getting rid of him. Because he will be there yeah, to yeah. basically show us Barry Allen doing a Flashpoint thing, resetting the universe. Yep. So beginning of the film, we've got Ben Affleck, Batman. End of the film, DC Zack Snyder verse doesn't exist anymore. That mm-hmm. is what that movie mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. function as. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to happen in that movie, and it's going to be really, really sad because mm-hmm. they're going to use that to justify all the shit decisions that they've made <laughs> in in the DCEU. But Gal Gadot still rocks it as Wonder Woman, so we'll keep making those movies. Yeah, as well. Exactly, and, and Aquaman uh, too. And, and people like Jason Momoa, they think he's cool, so we'll keep making Aquaman as well. <laughs> um, so you know, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> oh, it's it's so dumb. It, it really, really is. It's it could like, be worse though. It could be the Fox X Men. So you know, <laughs> it's not too bad. <laughs> 
Mate, I think I think we've I think we we're dangerously close to running over and taking oh, too yeah. much time. I think I mean look, there's going to be a longer episode. Obviously, we've got a lot of content to get through and stuff. Yep. Um, I, we're we're probably going to be revisiting this in next couple of episodes. I'm sure every so often we're going to have a thought that's going to pop into our heads. Yeah about this movie and i and i don't want to i don't want to close that door so i think this is always going to be a long-standing conversation but to summarize this movie and its score it's just such a simple two thumbs up oh yeah easiest two thumbs up i've ever given but it is crazy to me how much better this movie is than the 2017 version when they were both comprised of largely the same stuff. Mm. It's the same story. Mm. Mm. Two wildly different movies. <laughs> yeah. And that is fascinating. It is. But yeah, two thumbs up. forward yeah let's move so we have a ton of things to talk about uh very very quickly before we get into our recap of falcon and the winter soldier godzilla and king kong comes out swinging according to deadline with an opening of 21.5 million in uh, in china uh, now this is one of the this is one of the best opening days for a Hollywood title since COVID began. I love that I love that phrase since, since COVID, COVID began. began. It's like since records oh, began. Oh yeah, living in a new era. Honestly, <laughs> what do you what, what's your thoughts on these movies? We've never really talked about the King Kong Godzilla averse. Just very quickly, yeah. Let's let's kind of do a two minutes. Okay, on so these. I've seen Godzilla, the Gareth Edwards movie. Okay, I've seen King Kong. I haven't seen Godzilla, and I've seen Kong Skull Island. Skull Island. Yeah, not sorry, King yes, Kong, yes. the Peter Jackson no. epic. <laughs> that's a long one that is a long one i, I always liked it though i always yeah i really I, liked it i, I like the game it. i thought the game was good I it was the one game of the was good actually yeah. i remember playing yeah. that i think i played that with you actually did it have did yeah, it have split did. screen multiplayer i think it did it didn't but it was the one where you could play as the as the as jack driscoll and play as king kong certain i'm gonna bloody play that game again yeah. i think it's on the xbox store wow that right you i'm gonna back. look at that oh i'm really yeah. happy to do this oh, brilliant it's not like i've got enough games to play no yeah i've not played resident evil 2 remake oh yeah I'm they're sure all out now as well right yeah i need to make that <laughs> one brilliant. anyway but yeah i've seen so yeah i've seen godzilla and i've seen kong skull island i have not seen godzilla king of monsters and i really really want to because i really enjoy all of these dare i say it silly larger than life hollywood blockbusters Sure, Can I say sure. that? Because genuinely, yeah. there are so many people out there that just love King Kong and Godzilla as like, mm. you know, characters and heroes and, you know, mm. all of those other things. Whereas I'm like, oh, yeah, give me skyscraper sized monsters punching <laughs> each other. Oh, my <laughs> God. It, yes. I want a couple <laughs> of hours of that in my life. But look, yeah. that looks great. It's a battering of the senses. That sounds great to me. That, that yeah, I'm all on board for that. But like, yeah. I don't. But that's all it is for me. 
It's not. It really it is. Yeah. There's not. You know, really I, I see the to... I see uh, trailer reactions for Godzilla versus King Kong, and it's like, are they, are they making Godzilla the the villain? You can't do that to Godzilla. That's so disrespecting the character. I'm like, big fucking lizard guys. What the shit? Well, well, they, well King Kong's the goodie because he looks kind of like us, and we're the we're the villains. Oh, we're not the villains. We're the goodies. Oh God, what's gonna happen? I really so hope he doesn't. So disrespectful to God. Japanese culture to make I really, Godzilla I really hope... the Godzilla the villain. But, but my brain explodes because King Kong has a weapon, which is one of Godzilla's fins from his back, and it's an axe, and I don't know what to fucking think about it. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's better, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cool. And look, we're, we're laughing about it, but I love fandoms. I love <laughs> that people yeah. care about things. I love yeah. that people care about things. Alex, do you know what people care about more than King Kong versus Godzilla? And that is episode two of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, they do care about that, do they? I've got a lot of thoughts about this episode. But can I say up top, I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's a good pace. It's good. This is just good, proper MCU TV. Yeah. It's what I want. No. I love the characters. I love this. I love this world, mate. I yeah, love it. It really is good, and it is it is quite indulgent. It is quite indulgent yes, it because is. it is it's long runtime and it's lot of character stuff. It's lots of yeah. conversations. It's lots lot, of yeah. It's, it's nowhere near as fast paced as the movies, mm. and I like it for this. Yes, but you're just so comfortable. You're just so comfortable yeah. in this world. And I think for you and me, this is a lovely, lovely indulgence that we can really enjoy and get behind these characters. It's delightful. I it's delightful. I would not recommend this series to general audiences. No, I think that's a really good point. I think yeah, it's surplus to either. requirements. Like, I'll take, for example, my, my lovely sisters, right? Mm, mm-hmm. They recently in lockdown, both of them have embarked on their mcu disney plus marathon road to mm-hmm. end game thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. everyone has done right yes yep and they bloody loved it yeah they don't need to see this nah it's 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 it's, it's just there it's isn't there. it it's it it's there it's a it's a it's extra for those that care but and that's not the same opinion i have about wandavision wandavision mm. i'll tell everyone to go and see because yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. plot-wise, it's, sur- it's surplus to requirements, but it does so many cute, interesting things with its structure and its style. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're bite-sized. They're only 25 to 30 minutes long, apart from like yep. the last episode or something, which is like 39 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would recommend that to general audiences more than I would Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think Falcon Winter Soldier is for us. We have a cold opening, which is one of the first times we've had this before we get that Marvel intro. I was about to start dancing along to the din, 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 but we didn't get that. Nope. We had we had the new Captain America, or it's pretty clear he's going to be US agent. And I've got some I've got some theories coming out the wazoo. I did like it when he was practicing his intro and he was like, I'm Captain. And then he kind of paused and went america and i'm like did he just forget he was captain america yeah. <laughs> like um I, I just didn't under, i just th- I thought it was a bit a bit interesting well, since we're since, since you brought up the the intro mm-hmm. did you know what song it was it was star spangled man or star spangled man with a plan star spangled man with a plan or an ring or a more 21st century marching band arrangement of star spangled believe- man with a plan 
you best believe my little buns were a bumping about when I was listening to that because I thought it was bloody marvelous. Bloody marvelous for me, not as marvelous as the 1940s version. I loved the it. USO. Um, <laughs> I thought it was great. Pure, it was really pure good. Alan Menken loveliness in the first <laughs> yeah. Captain America movie, and I liked the nod to it. Mm, in mm. falcon and winter soldier but i prefer the other version let's be real he's not an unlikable captain america he's a war hero he's earned his part and he's actually more akin to the comic book version the comic book version originally didn't have a super soldier serum he was just a peak physical um human yeah, he was being. just an absolute dawn he was just an absolute <laughs> an absolute unit and we also have um lamar hoskins as battlestar so the actor clee bennett who plays him so battlestar is is a kind of a comp uh, you know an accomplice of 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 captain america and we haven't really had him before or or u.s agent which is who he's going to be i think he, he is u.s agent. john walker um, or the other guy yeah, John Walker. Well, John Walker is US agent, oh, okay, cool. and we'll we'll get. I'm going to get into a really. I've got a fan theory, and I'm going to put it on this show, okay. and I'm going to get there. Alex, what are the main three? What are the three big things in this universe? Uh, aliens, <laughs> aliens, robots, and wizards, and androids, and, aliens, and wizards. Androids, I love aliens, it. and wizards. I love that. I thought it was brilliant. I love. Do you know? And the dialogue is charming. It is. It's 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 really it's, nice. It's um. Yeah, it's self-deprecating as well. It's self-deprecating but, humor as well. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which I really. But it but it backs up respect. your statement. It backs up your statement of you don't need to have this. This is this is this is for the in-depth fans. Like that's a conversation for the. That's not for the casual. Yeah. You know, it's maybe like a, a little comment to the to the to the world. That truck driver in the back truck would have seen Bucky jumping onto the front truck. Yeah. I do not understand what was going on there. He was like, oh, clearly they're going to well, I thought that as well. I mean, you can endlessly explain these things away. Like, oh, the truck driver knew that the head person was in that <laughs> truck and that Bucky couldn't actually get there. So yeah, exactly. he was just letting exactly. it happen because he, yeah, he, exactly. he was the henchman that goes, let her have her fun. <laughs> I thought the fight sequences were great. Yeah. And I love, we're getting the buddy cop. I like the kind of the other guy's vibe of hey there's a there's a double act that seem to like each other and really get on and we're a double act. i feel like this is a point that i'm going to make in every single episode that we watch of this thing is i really love that they give the full the full budget to the action for the tv series (laughs) it was great it's really good i'm still watching this going i'm like oh this looks good if not better than than some of the actual fully (laughs) full movies and you're like oh yes well done now now let's get into the, oh, so before we do that, I like the White Panther, White White Wolf joke. Yeah, I thought they were quite. Good. I thought that was a really good kind of throwaway in the whole. Hey, there's only two. I'm going to go for it, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's more than two folk there, and then you know uses his vision to see the to see the the other guys. Yeah. I, I thought it was great, and I, I like. They've got good chemistry. They've got good. They banter, do have the good chemistry, and and to you know, let's let's be completely honest. If they didn't have good chemistry, this show wouldn't work. Hundred percent not. This show wouldn't work, and and you you and you forget how much time these two characters have actually spent together. Yeah. You know when you when you watch back montages from the previous TV series. Oh yeah, uh, sorry, films. Have you watched the Legends reels of the two? No, of them I yet? haven't. I haven't. They're but great. it's it's yeah, and you, you forget. I, I will. I will need to. I will need to watch that now. The older Captain America or the other super soldier, Isaiah Bradley, yes. who was a Korean War vet, who potentially was the one who ripped off Bucky's arm. We don't know. I think there is a hidden villain that's going to be, and we did this in WandaVision, the hidden villain isn't there, and there wasn't a hidden villain. It was Agatha all along, as they kept saying. 
But the Flag Smashers received a threat from someone, and I don't think that was Baron Zemo. No. I think they're going to be introducing the Power Broker. Now, the Power Broker is a character who can bestow superhuman or, or basic super serum style strength. Well, they literally said the Power Broker. Oh, did they say that? Did they? Yeah, or, well, they said it as a group. So when Ooh. they were escaping in the plane, when they were escaping in the plane, the guy, one of the guys came up to her and went, oh, they found us. And like, who? And he went, them, the Power Brokers. Yeah, okay, okay, so, so, cool. I think, so that's validated. I think confirmed. So, so the Power Brokers, to, to give you a bit of context, the Power Brokers are the ones who are giving the, the, the Flag Smashers the power. I believe the Power Brokers have been giving the Flag Smashers their power so that yeah. they can make the money for them. However, the, this group of people have gone rogue. Right. And my prediction is that this Captain America is going to be given superhuman strength by the power mm. broker and it's going to amplify maybe not so many of the positive parts about his personality well no because we saw a flash of it at the end didn't we, we did when he said when he said yeah. stay the hell out of my way or something like yeah, that it's like did. whoa so threat think, exactly so i think tut, we're going to get a super a super powered that's where we're going to get us agent right so john walker is going to turn into us agent because he's going to be powered by the power broker right or the power brokers and is us um, agent still a good guy or he's a baddie, baddie. He's a villain oh, yeah he's gonna be a villain okay. so i think he's gonna turn into the villain because he is this. good at the moment and you know like you yeah. said I, I really very much appreciate it because i know last week i i think i said last week when they revealed him that i was like oh he's gonna be an arrogant like mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. son of a bitch and i think everyone did and, think and that, he's yeah. just gonna be a villain right up from the off and then i was like actually no i love the fact that at least for this episode he was very much a good guy that is arguably very dis- deserving of Steve Rogers' yeah. mantle. Very much so. And very much so. That created a much more interesting character study for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like, you know, just to get their reactions and their kind of like mm. stubborn rejection of it. It made it, it made much more interesting characterization. Some of the imagery is also gone. I mean, gone are the days where Falcon has his two guns, or or Bucky doesn't have a gun anymore. But but we see we see John Walker with a gun. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's something as well. Maybe they're going to be peeling that whole sort of thing into. I I, I don't know. Whatever way we take it, my overarching uh, p- prediction is that probably end of episode three, end of episode four, four John Walker is given superpowers. Yeah, because it's, it's and... only six episodes long. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does have to progress at a little bit of a lick. Like maybe mm-hmm. more so than WandaVision had to. Of course, yeah, yeah. What do we think of Baron Zemo at the end? What was your thoughts? He was there. Yeah. We, kn- we he knew he good. was coming. No, we knew we knew he was coming. I don't know why they did a whole big get excited reveal thing. It's like... <laughs> it's going to be carnage. <laughs> it's going to be carnage, you know, at the, the end of Venom. Yeah, exactly. Prison. That, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Do you, do you what do you think his role is going to be in this because obviously you know he's pretty staunch against superheroes and if we've got the power brokers here they're going to be making superheroes left right and yeah center. well the problem is don't haven't we seen either concept art or photos of him in a big red mask or yeah his purple suit his yeah purple yeah. suit and stuff like that. so my assumption is they're going to go talk to him he's going to escape and then become that Mm, yeah yeah put on the mask that, that's my that's my assumption before i put on the mask yeah 
Great. Um, other prediction I've got for you. I think Isaiah Bradley's grandson is going to be Patriot. So Patriot is a kind of, he's a, he's a younger Captain America. Um, he's a black character. And I think he is going to be one of the young Avengers that they're teaming okay, up. So we've cool. obviously got the Hawkeye series. We've got Ms. Marvel uh, TV series coming in. I think we're going to have Patriot. Yeah. Um, we also have, I forget the name of the character, but there's a young, the, Air, the young Air Force officer who's in this. And we talked about him last week, and I've t- totally forgotten. But he, I think he's going to be a kind of Red Wing indicative sure. sort of character. So, so the the Young Avengers is for sure coming our way. Brilliant. And we had another trailer, Alex. We did. Alex, another trailer dropped into our laps. Love if we weren't it. spoiled enough. And can I say up top, the original Suicide Squad trailer, still to this day, we can say what we want about the film. Yeah. But that is one of the best trailers yeah, yeah. I'd seen. You know, you, it was a great trailer. You've really hit on one of the things I was thinking about when I was watching this trailer because I was like, oh, this trailer looks really good. And I wanted to think, oh, <laughs> this looks so much better than the other movie. That's what I wanted to think. But then I had to stop myself and then I had to go, oh, wait, but hang on because the other movie looked brilliant from the trailer yeah, it did it so did. actually i'm just gonna watch this and i'm not gonna make any assumptions at all now let's let's just talk a little bit some of the things that the high points some of the low points i think we now know who sylvester stallone is going to be voice acting i'm pretty sure that was him as king shark wasn't it yeah i think so i did yeah. i didn't have that in the in the back of my mind so i'm not convinced i heard it that clearly but now that you've I, said I it, it, it was i fucking loved it when he ate that guy <laughs> And when he ripped, when he ripped that guy apart, I'm like, this is it. This is what we're seeing. And and I'm like, you know, he's he's clearly like a toddler mind, but it's just is just has got no to- like has no tolerance valves. He yeah. just doesn't understand. Like he's just going to be so extra violent. Yeah. We got more views on some of the other characters. We, we got we like, got deadpan so- Idris Elba. Brilliant. I I'm so excited. I thought Bloodsport. I think he looked fucking huge and yeah. i love this mask he's he's the leader then it seemed because i always thought rick flag was the leader so maybe, maybe there maybe there's a power dynamic there maybe mm, there's a and then power there's, struggle exactly there was a lot of people that were maybe missing from this trailer we didn't see a huge amount of nathan fillion's character we saw nothing of javelin now my prediction is but what we did see is javelin's javelin at the start javelin's javelin uh, yeah what we, about we javelin's javelin's Quinn. javelin Javelin's Javelin's Javelin. We saw Harley Quinn at a number of points throughout this movie wielding the Javelin. And at the start, we saw her with blood on her face. My prediction is Javelin's the first to die. Javelin's going to get munched instantly and Harley Quinn's going to be holding his Javelin for the rest of the movie. Okay. That's it. Fine. (laughs) We didn't see Sol Sora much. We didn't really see a huge amount of Peter Davidson and his character. I've totally forgotten the name of it. Um, A little bit of Michael Rooker, but we saw a fair amount of Ratcatcher or Ratcatcher 2 and maybe a little bit of a love thing between her and Bloodsport. Yeah. Maybe. I thought that was quite nice so that that's something we didn't tease up. We, we saw quite I a know, bit of Peter Capaldi which I always which I, which I very much like. What was your thoughts on that, mate? What's your thoughts? I mean, I'm, I'm just happy to see that man on screen. Love him I to bits. Th- I think they underestimate how many fans he's going to be bringing into this. I really hope he gets a nice amount of screen time. Yeah. Potentially a kind he's a, of... He's a draw for me. He really is. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. you know... I'm seeing this movie regardless, of course. Mate. But oh. I feel drawn to it more because mm-hmm. of Peter Capaldi. 
I, I think let's, I mean, let's, what I have been reading into quite a lot is when we saw the sequences of them as a team fighting together, you saw, I think there's obviously a massive array of characters, but I think there was maybe five or six that were, that were continuously in the sequences. So it was like the Rat Catchers, it was your Peacemakers, Blood Sports, Rick, Rick Flags, um, the Thinker, Peter Capaldi. I think other characters like your Michael Rookers, your, your Peter Davidsons, your Nathan Fillings, they weren't really featuring enough. Yeah. And I'm maybe looking into it a bit too much, but obviously what they're saying throughout this movie is do not get too attached to these characters. And um, I, I thought that I thought that was really, really great. Did you see Weasel? God, that, yeah. that looks disturbing. Yeah, really, really disturbing. <laughs> do you think that, I mean, that's got to be Takuatiti, right? That's got to be because Takuatiti is doing a voice here, and we we haven't we don't know who he is. Oh, I thought it was gonna be Sean Gunn. Yeah, so Sean Gunn's doing the motion. Oh, motion I see. Capture. That's yeah, a so shame because Sean Gunn, <laughs> Sean Gunn has got some great acting chops, and he he, he does, plays yeah, he, he does. plays weird really well. I reckon he can. Yeah, I, that upsets me that if if he's just doing motion capture, that's me. I could he's be kind totally of, he's wrong. Kind of underused, if that's the case. Okay, here's another one then. Sean Gunn does the voice of Weasel and the motion capture. Nathan, uh, not Nathan Fillion, Taki Waititi plays the massive starfish and voices okay. the massive starfish. There you go. <laughs> what, the, the kaiju? We've got kaijus kaiju. up in here. <laughs> um, Amanda Waller as well looks great. Yeah. There's a bit more animation to her. Yeah. She looks fantastic. I'm, I'm so I'm excited. I'm wondering, my biggest question yeah, go for it, mate. is where does this fit in with the other movie? So it, again, oh, it, just... again, it's, it, you know, are you doing a shared universe or are you not, Warner Brothers? Like, what, what are you do, what are you doing here? Because, because you can tell us all you want that you're going in another direction with characters, yeah. but you've cast those characters with the same people that you put in the other one. <laughs> I love it. I love it, mate. So what? So what? You, you have to explain this somehow because if it's if it's completely different, if it's like nope, that's that, and this is something completely different, you got to cast them differently. You got to make Amanda <laughs> Waller someone else. You got to make Rick Flag someone else. You got to make Harley Quinn someone else because you can't. Uh, do you know? No, I... but do you know what I mean? So 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 to back up your statement, right? I. I don't think Margot Robbie's interpretation of Harley Quinn in this was it, was similar to her Birds of Prey. I thought she seemed different. Was I don't think just, we maybe saw it was enough just me. to tell. I don't know. I, I kind thought of, she seemed I a bit different. She I thought she same. seemed. I thought she seemed a bit more naive, a bit more like almost a bit too comical. Like, oh, it's rain. It's, it's angels dropping. Yeah, and, but we hey, only, you guys, you want to see? We only I, saw two jokes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I just, just from, but just to backing up your statement of, hey, are they totally different interpretations of the character and stuff? I mean, there's going to be multiverse. There's going to be no, some but that. Shit okay, like so that. this is the this is the question: Is this going to take place in a in a rebooted sort of thing, or is there mm. going to be throwaway lines going, um, yeah, Will Smith's dead, so that's why he's not. <laughs> that's why he's not here. And uh, oh god, who, who were the other people that we had in that other movie? Yeah, oh yeah, they're sl- they're sl- dead, sl- sl- so they're yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. here, and so that's why we have to get the new people in. But otherwise, yeah. it's the same universe. Yay! We, but it's also set in like the seventies. The I don't I don't know what's going on here, mate. But I, I'm so I don't know. I'm just so no, excited. No, it looks good. I'm so it, excited. It looks good as it. its own thing. It does look really exciting. But mm. I just the mess that is the DC extended universe is fascinating <laughs> to me, and I really I kind of want you know 
however long it takes somewhere down the line for it to be all tied up in a neat little bow that, that yeah, makes yeah. perfect sense and for them to go my god we got away with that yeah alex what would you do if there was a beach made of dicks <laughs> probably avoid it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i would eat those dicks no problemo <laughs> who knows why crazy men do what they oh, do that was brilliant if it was in the <laughs> name of liberty i'd do it <laughs> There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some memes and some quotes that are gonna exist gonna in the zeitgeist so f- for a long time I, I, after this. I feel like I'm gonna be howling in this movie. I feel like I'm gonna. Uh, be we didn't. Uh, no, we haven't even talked about David Dasvelchian and the polka dot man, which is just gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be bonkers. Anyway, Alex, what do they have to do? What they have now? to do? I'll tell you. Go, go and I'll go tell on, you. give it to us. Lay it out flat. We'll make it straight and make it coherent and concise, all right? Not like Will Smith popping in okay. every so often. I don't, you know what I mean? Straight Just... and concise. Go onto yeah. the Apple Podcasts app, find us on there, mm-hmm. give us five stars, leave a review. If you don't want to leave a review, then. Oh, I lost my. I lost oh, my there flow. he is. Damn it. That's when Idris Elba walked in. Yeah. He's just walked in and he's and he's told you you're, you're up. <laughs> I was going to say. Right, if you don't want to leave it, us a review, you can tell us your favorite movie. You can tell us your favorite movie soundtrack. We love to hear any and all of it. You can also find us on Spotify and lots and mm. lots of other platforms where you like to listen to your podcasts. And if you want to get more directly in touch with us, we have an email address as well. Of course we do. That is motionspod at gmail.com where you can send through any requests that you have from us. And we've got, we're, we're, we're going to, I think we're going to be able to get back to them for next week. I think we've got a, we've got a plan for next week. Yeah, we're going to have to discuss what we're doing off air, I think. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to, you'll be able to catch us on the gram as well. Where we're sharing some fun photos and facts of some of the films that we're talking about and some of the musical choices that are made throughout there. So please do join the conversation there. Now, what are we doing next? We are going to have to do this one off layer, our air, yeah. aren't we? Oh, and 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 KTC designs graphic designs for the wonderful artwork that that we have for the for the episode, which is absolutely lovely. In fact, I think. Hey, I've got a conversation that we can have off air. So oh, let's good. tease that one for next week. I've got a plan. I've, I'm a star-spangled man with a plan over here. Brilliant. Mate. Love that. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much for listening to this slightly longer episode. I'm hope, Hopefully you're still here and you've enjoyed the chat. Uh, and we will speak to you again next week. Until then, bye now. All right, guys. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.